welcome to the Catholic Connect podcast. I'm your host, David Scubin. This is a podcast for all Catholics and people of goodwill who strive to live in the world, but not be of the world. First and foremost, we need to be disciples of Jesus ourselves, and then we go forth and make disciples of all nations, just as our Lord commanded. Through a series of timely topics and great guests, we will take that long and narrow journey to heaven together, encouraging each other in faith and virtue along the way. So let's get started. podcast and this episode on Halloween or All Hallows Eve and ask the question, at what level do Catholics and people of goodwill, how should we embrace this day? Well, from my observations, there's generally three camps of people that weigh in on Halloween. Number one, it's the folks whose hearts are definitely in the right place and say, hey, stay away from Halloween at all costs. You know, it's like uh, lock the doors, hide in the basement. We're out of here when Halloween comes around. It's kind of like some of my friends and family in Calgary during the Calgary Stampede. Well, people from all over the the world, they crush in on the city for the fun and festival of that rodeo. A lot of locals head for the hills and vacation far from the city. Now, the second school of thought is that it's no big deal. No costume is off limits when it comes to modesty and zombies and other macabre. Uh, They hang skeletons up on their front porch and turn their front lawns into a cemetery. Uh, that seems to be kind of a, an extreme view, unfortunately, that a lot of even Catholics and, and other Christians fall into as well. Then we got the middle ground where I think I fall into, and that's Halloween, recognizing that it's a big part of our world, especially in cities and larger centers in North America. So why not try to evangelize and be an example of holiness to others and be an example or at least a witness of our faith and to share our faith with others as well? Now, before we go too far, We need to acknowledge that like several other secular celebrations, the roots of the origins and the origins of Halloween are profoundly Catholic. Uh, Yes, indeed, just like St. Patrick's Day and St. Valentine's Day and even Thanksgiving. The word Halloween or All Hallows Eve, which is the vigil of All Hallows Day, or what we Catholics call All Saints Day, November 1st, it's been around since actually the 9th century. It's a major feast day in the church's calendar and is a holy day of obligation in most countries. Now, I say most countries because, unfortunately, for us Canadians, that's not so here. It's not actually a holy day of obligation itself. In Canada, the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops has decreed that the holy days of obligation to be observed in Canada are, of course, all Sundays throughout the year, then Christmas Day, course December 25th and the feast of Mary mother of God on January 1st so major feast days such as the epiphany the ascension uh, the corpus Christi and even the assumption of the blessed virgin Mary were all transferred to the following Sunday now to our listeners in the U.S. uh, the solemnity of all saints is indeed a holy day of obligation which means you need to go to mass and you know what if you're a catholic in canada where it's not officially a day of obligation you really should just go anyway it's anytime you go to mass it's so good for your eternal soul the three days taken together between october 31st and november 2nd are known as the days of the dead and it's a way for the church on earth called to be the church militant because we're still here fighting on earth fighting for our eternal souls and trying to help others get to heaven as well 
But it's a way for us here on earth to celebrate with the saints in heaven, which is called the church triumphant, and to remember the holy soul suffering in purgatory on November 2nd. And we call the, the holy souls in purgatory, we call them the church suffering. Now, if a Sunday happens to fall on one of those days, why don't you just take the time to go to Mass on one of the other days? Your soul will thank you for it, I guarantee. And I think that's something I'm going to be doing this year as we record this podcast. Halloween actually falls on a Saturday this year. So uh, if you can go on the Saturday morning to Mass and maybe even spend a little bit of time with spiritual reading or a holy hour, go and do it. It's so good for your soul. So where does it say to pray for the dead in the Bible? Well, let's turn to Maccabees, the book of Maccabees, chapter 12, 38 through 45. And that's where Judas Maccabees makes atonement for the dead so that they might be delivered from their sin. We turn to Revelation 21 in reference to heaven, but nothing unclean shall enter it. And Jesus says in Matthew 5, 48, you must be perfect as my heavenly father is perfect. So, Purgatory is a place where holy souls go to be purified for their of their imperfections on earth before beholding the beatific vision for eternity. And that's something that we could probably tackle uh, on another podcast, but it gives you a little bit of a, an introductory reasons for why Catholics believe in the doctrine of purgatory. Now, there's an obvious dark side to Halloween, and the kingdom of darkness tries to mimic or ape the kingdom of light any chance it can get. It's believed throughout the years in the church that the veil between heaven, hell, and purgatory is the thinnest at this time of year. For many reasons, October 31st is celebrated by the dark side. Now, Catholic experts on spiritual warfare say that the other side uses the date and the month of October as an occasion to bring more curses and hexes on the world. Some really good information from an apostolate in the United States called Libra Christu, and uh, this is where I'm getting some of this information from. That there is no such thing as good and bad magic. All magic is an attack against God. We turn to the Catechism of the Catholic Church in 2117, and it says, All practices of magic and sorcery, by which one attempts to tame occult powers, so as to place them at one's service and have supernatural power over others, even if this were for the sake of restoring their health, are gravely contrary to the virtue of religion. So when the understanding of the mystical body is removed from Halloween, which we see quite often, all we're left with really is a celebration of death. And that next step past that is quickly into the world of witchcraft and sorcery. So what does the church say about Halloween? Well, you know, even Pope Francis weighs in on the occult undercurrents of this world. He says this generation and many others have been led to believe that the devil is a myth a figure, an idea, the idea of evil, but the devil does indeed exist and we must fight against him. So if you're a Catholic, we need to find that middle ground and not glorify death without the hope of the resurrection. So, you know, taking your kids around the neighborhood uh, for trick-or-treating in itself is not a bad thing. I mean, uh, they love candy and hey, a lot of us adults love candy as well. But I think it's prudent to be on the lookout for obvious signs that the dark side is on display. You know, we've seen those houses and those yards, uh, a lot of decoration and imagery that glorify evil or death and can be a little scary, you know, not only just for kids, but even as an adult, I've been taken aback by some of the things that I see. So, you know, there's no harm in just skipping over those places. We really don't know the state of the people's souls 
and what type of lives that they lead. So bless yourself and your kids when you head out trick-or-treating for sure. Same thing for adults who get invited to Halloween dress-up parties. Uh, this can be fun and a good way to, to mix with people and have some laughs with, uh, with friends. But, you know, dress modestly and keep the virtue of chastity always at the top of mind. You know, I've also seen some ultra-creepy costumes that even mock priests and nuns. You know, it, it's not okay. I've told people in the past that their costumes are offensive to my Catholic faith and to the common good. It's one thing to constructively critique and discuss religion with people, and I, I have no issue with that. But it's quite another thing when something that is supposed to symbolize holiness is being mocked. You know, anti-Catholic behavior is rampant in this world today, so we need to call it out. Kids also shouldn't be dressed in macabre as zombies or scary creatures. Dressing up as modestly uh, as a modestly dressed superhero or a cowboy or princess or maybe even uh, a sporting icon of some sort, animal costumes, those are all fine. Now, you know, we just got to keep in mind that we're baptized in Christ and thus our souls are marked with Christ. So you got to ask yourself, why would we dress up as adults this way or even let our kids dress up in something that's macabre or evil? If you want to up your witness game, get your kids to dress up as an angel or even as a saint. If you're giving out candy, why not dress up as a saint or have a holy picture by your door as you're giving out candy? Images mean something and beautiful holy pictures feed the soul. When a lot of kids come to the door with their parents, uh, we don't know how often they see any holy images or holy pictures. It's probably not very often. So why not give them that, that opportunity to see something that's wholesome? Uh, what we feed our soul is is through the through our eyes, so it's very important that we do this. And if you really want to up your game, host an All Saints Day party. And I'm going to take this idea from my sister-in-law Brenda, who I know listens to this program. Thank you. She hosts a party where kids dress up as their favorite saints and provide hints to have the rest of the attendees guess who they are. It's it's a lot of fun, and they've attended a few times in the past and it's it's a it's a real nice time so there's plenty of candy afterwards for the kids and it's a great way to solidify the importance of the time of year and remembering our extended church community who's on the other side of eternity while we're still having some fun here on earth lastly it's a real noble practice for us to always remember the dead and realize that we too will encounter our own death in the not so distant future you know the old saying it's memento mori remember your death a prayer to say when you're passing a cemetery, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May these and all the souls of the faithful departed to the mercy of God rest in peace. You know, we talk a little bit about the legacy of faith that uh, we leave our kids with and, and what we've taken from our parents and our grandparents. And, you know, it got me thinking about all the times that even in our own parish that there's a, a lot of gentlemen that I've known that over the years have been very faithful to the church, faithful to attending mass and living a sacramental life and a virtuous life as best they could. And, you know, when they've passed away, I've noticed that their family, sometimes they don't even have a funeral for them. They don't have a Catholic funeral for them, a Catholic burial. And even in the obituary, you can tell that there's not a lot of faith in those children and those, uh, those grandchildren. Make sure you get some masses said for these people that you know in your parish. You know, there's it's, uh, it's no accident that you met them and that you know their names and maybe they had an impact on your life. You know, it doesn't cost very much. It's just an honorarium. Typically, it's about $10. And you ask your parish priest to, to say Mass for that 
departed soul. You know, it's a, it's a good and ancient practice of Catholics to assume that people go to purgatory. That's the, the charitable thing to do because the last thing that we want to do is canonize somebody at their at their funeral. We really don't know the, the, the background of these folks and where they stand with God. And that's, uh, that's going to be me included. Um, you know, it's an act of charity for us to pray for people in purgatory. If you just assume they go to heaven and yet they're in purgatory and we forget about them. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's a big, that's a big red flag and that's a big problem in our church today. Well, everybody, I want to thank you for joining the podcast today and, uh, Hey, enjoy Halloween, all Hallows Eve before all saints day. It's a great celebration in our church and Hey, have a little bit of fun too. It's all good. If you get a chance, unfortunately this year, probably not going to be a lot of Halloween parties themselves, but, uh, I know I'll probably be, I'll probably be indulging a little too much in those, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I guess if there's one thing I should have some more social distancing from, it'd probably be from candy. So, so pray for me that I'll be able to at least limit my intake to one or two pieces a day. Uh, but I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Thanks again for all your prayers and your support and uh, look forward to putting out uh, some more content for you in the future. So keep praying for me. I'll pray for you. And remember Catholics, you know, the drill confession at least three times a year. Every Advent, every Lent, and any time you're in a state of moral sin, don't even spend a second of your life there. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and we'll chat with you soon.